God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labels. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Clapping ovation, can we welcome our daddy, Dr. Chipepele Utese? Come on, you can do bigger than that, you can do bigger than that. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. In one minute, can you just ask the Lord to visit you this evening? Once again, ask the Lord to visit you in a special way, much more than he did yesterday. Today is the last day, the second day of this solemn assembly, and our God has been so faithful. He has visited us yesterday, and he wants to cap it up today. Thank you, Father. Malebo shando kanda la bashando kanda, lendele bushando kanda la bashanda, zende kandele bushando kanda la bashanda, lendele. Let your word come to me. Let your word come to me as a person. Let my life be transformed by your word. Lebo shanto kandala bashanda, lentele bushanto kandala basantele bushanda, lanto kandala bashanto kandala basanto kandele bushanda. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh. My soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never, sing like never before. Oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul, my soul, oh my soul, worship, worship His holy name. Sing like never, sing like never before. Oh my soul, my soul, Our dear Heavenly Father, we worship your holy name this evening again. 
We appreciate you for what you did in our life yesterday and for what you are going to do in our life today. Our hearts are open, ready to receive your word. And the entrance of your word giveth light and understanding to the simple. Let this light shine forth in our hearts this evening. And make us light bearers indeed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for answering this prayer. For we have prayed it in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. We appreciate the Lord for what He's doing in this solemn assembly. What He did yesterday in our lives and for what He is doing today. Because of time, I would have liked to maybe recap the lessons of yesterday before we look at today. You know, yesterday we looked at the understanding what it means to be a light bearer and the reason why we must be a light bearer. Uh, What I think we might do is to get the message because it was recorded, our brother recorded it. I think what you should do, give it to your leader so that you can collect it from him and go through. I have been listening to it myself and be praying throughout, you know, today. Um, I think that's one of the things we must do with respect to the word of God. Keep on focusing your heart and your mind on it than on other things. The more you listen to him, the more his light shines on your heart. Today we want to look at what are the ways, practical ways that we must be consistent light bearers. Consistent light bearers. Please pay attention very seriously on what God is about to um, teach us this evening. Oftentimes, you see believers who desire and long to be used by God to do great things for God, to do exploits for God, as maybe youths as you are. And sometimes, you know, it looks as if God cannot use young people like you to do mighty things. It's not true. It's not true. And sometimes you see yourself, you will long for a close walk with God. You will long that God will use you to manifest His glory, to manifest His power, to, you know, show forth, like uh, our prayer leader was talking about, um, not just in the spiritual, even in the physical, as you are students, to show forth the glory of God in your academies. I remember when I was a student like you, the Lord spoke to me on one occasion and said, let your light so shine among your classmates that they will see your good results and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. So sometimes you, you, you notice that some, you, you, you are doing well, maybe in prayers, you know, in evangelism, but in academics you are not. Or you are doing on the average 
there is a height you are looking for, but you have not gotten there. And, you know, all that you are doing, you see yourself falling and rising, you know, up and down and all of that. God is about to change somebody's life this evening. What the Spirit of God is about to teach us, please pay a very serious attention to it. It's going to change your life. It changed my own. It's a secret. It's a kingdom mystery. On one occasion, the disciples were asking Jesus, why are you talking to the multitude in parables? He said, because it is to you people that it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. So the kingdom has mysteries. Mysteries are secrets that control results. So it is not open. That's why it's a mystery. So most times when God, you know, wants to release such mystery, there's a way he normally, you know, selects those that he wants. He said, those people, those multitude, everything for them should be in parable so that they will hear and they will not understand. And so on and so forth. You quoted Isaiah. What are the ways, practical ways to be consistent light bearers? Mark the word consistent. To be a light bearer consistently from now till the re- end of your life. I listened to a man of God recently and he said, I have walked with God for 50 years without broken. I listened to another man of God. He said he's only 60 years unbroken work with God. Consistently. What of Enoch in the Bible? How many years? And Enoch walked with God for 300 years. Unbroken. It's possible, but there is a secret. So that's why I say, let your heart be focused. Pay attention. Now, one of the verses we read yesterday, we are going to read it again. That's where we are going to take off. John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verse 12. John chapter 8, verse 12. Please, let's read it together again. You can look at the screen or you read from your Bible. Want to go. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. When Jesus speaks, please you listen. Because he doesn't just say the truth, he is the truth. He that followeth me, not they that followeth me, so it's personal, shall not walk in darkness. In other words, he shall walk in light. And he will have the light of life. The light that comes from life. You remember John 1 verse 4? In him was life. And the life was the what? The light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And darkness cannot comprehend it. Darkness cannot understand it. Darkness will study it and say, let me follow it this way. I will touch it. No. Is beyond darkness. The moment it appears, darkness doesn't even know what is chasing him away. So I don't understand why anytime this light appears, 
before I know it, I'm already out. He cannot comprehend it. The secret is very simple. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Following Jesus, the light, the source of light, is one way and the only way to consistently walk in the light. Be a, an, a light bearer. A light bearer. If you keep on following him, you know, there was a man that said, I want eternal life. He said he's a rich man. He knelt down on the main road and said, what shall I do to have eternal life? And then, the last thing Jesus told him was very significant. He said, go and sell everything you have. Give them to the poor. Then, come and take your cross and follow me. I used to ask people questions. I said, Jesus said, you need only one thing or say one thing you need or one thing you lack. And then he mentioned four things. Go and sell what you have. Give to the poor. Then come and take your cross and follow me. Which of the four things is um, the one that he's referring to? The answer is follow me. So he needs eternal life. The life of God that is light. You want to have it. And Jesus said, if you are to have this life, then you must follow me. The other ones are just the conditions that you need to meet so that the following will be, you know, without distraction. Following Jesus is the way we saw in First Peter chapter 2, verse 21 yesterday. Do you remember? You can put it on the screen. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21, 22 down. He said, for unto this we are you called, that Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21, yes. For even here unto we are you called. If you are holding New King James or NIV, you will notice... He said, for to this, one thing, T-H-I-S, you were called. That Christ suffered, leaving us an example that you should do what? Follow his steps. Follow the examples of his life. When you follow the examples of the life of Jesus, you will continue Consistently, you know, shine the light in your generation. And then verse 22. He said, He did not commit sin. And no deceit was found in his mouth. If you read it with um, King James, King James was like, let me explain. He put column after steps. Let me explain the steps I'm talking about. And step number one is that he did not what? He did not commit sin. Oftentimes you hear believers say, well, that um, 
we are not perfect, that we can fall, that what is important is when you fall, you try to retrace your step and come back to God, that David several times fell and he didn't even, uh, Saul did not even fall like David. But the reason why after all his failures, God still said, this is a man after my own heart, is that he always come back. Have you had that kind of thing before? Uh-huh. As if we are called to become like David or to follow David. Are we called to follow David? Who are we called to follow? If you follow David, you may walk in darkness at some point in your life. Because you remember that he entered into darkness at some point. But when you follow Jesus, when you follow his footsteps, there is a step in his life that produced this result. This is a result. Are you following me? This is a result of his life that the Bible captured. But there are there is, a, there is a step I will show you shortly. Because God showed me and I wondered. There is a particular thing that the man was doing that brought forth this result. And you know, he needed to be connected to the light so that he will continue in that unbroken fellowship with God. You remember yesterday, we said that consistent fellowship with God is the only key to fulfilling your destiny. And that can only be possible if you did not walk in darkness. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. You see, if we say we have fellowship with him, so after he's saying that, the next thing is fellowship. Because that's the reason why he created us. To have fellowship with him. So that through that fellowship, he will be able to direct us and empower us to fulfill his purpose on the earth. Let us create man so that they will have dominion and rule over every other thing. So, you are not here just to do what you want. You are here because somebody wants you to do something. That's the purpose. That's the, that's the divine agenda. And for that to be fulfilled, he has brought an example of a man. A man that has lived and from the day one of his life, not because he was not tempted, not because he cannot fall. The devil has no business tempting Jesus if Jesus was infallible. The devil I know is wise, very diligent and hardworking. If Jesus couldn't have fallen, you know, has, couldn't have fallen, he doesn't have any business to tempt him. So, when you are you know, setting the people you are following, whether in the scripture, you know, on the mountain of transfiguration, there was Moses, there was um, Elijah, and there was Jesus. You remember that experience? And then, you know, God said, this is my beloved son, in whom I will please, and all of that. But before God ever said that, it was actually confusion in the head of Peter. When he saw, he saw Moses, saw Elijah, saw Jesus, he was now saying, let us make three tabernacles. Eh? So that, you know, one will be for you, one will be for Moses, one will be for Elijah. And then, we can actually, me, James, and John can actually go to anybody's tabernacle and learn. 
at our own convenience. So when you learn from Moses, what will you learn? The law. An eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, slap for slap, and all of that. No, that's Moses for you. In the under Moses, if somebody slap you and you don't slap back, you have committed sin. You have to ask for forgiveness. No, that's the truth. You must take revenge. And then for Elijah, if anybody insults you as a servant of God, you must finish the person with fire. And you know, it's not like the kind of die by fire people are praying. His own is real. Are you getting me? In our own time, you see people praying that somebody will die by fire, die and dry or those kind of things. The person will just be blossoming. Elijah, make him no speaker. He will teach you the, 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 the mystery, the secret of his own. The real one. But that's not, you know, as Peter was talking, that God said, no, 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 no. Elijah tried, but he's not my beloved son, in whom I am not well pleased. Moses tried. All of them tried. This one now is my example for you. Follow his footsteps. So, the step we have before us is a step of sinlessness. From morning to night, no sin. From Monday to Sunday, no sin. From uh, uh, first day of the month to the last day of the month, no sin. You believe it's possible? That's the life that Jesus lived. That's why he was a consistent light bearer. There are two ways, practical ways of following him. Where one is, first of all, looking at his example in the scriptures and learning from them. I'm going to dwell on that briefly. Second one is, you know, when Paul said to the Corinthians, follow me as I follow Christ. So let's start with the first one. Um, turn your Bibles, first of all, to Mark chapter 1. There's an example of his life there that when I stumbled into it, I felt that this is exactly the secret behind his consistency in bearing the light. Mark chapter 1, please look at verse 29. Okay. Okay, from verse 32. From verse 32. And at even when the son did said, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. That's light. Yes. You can't be a light bearer and you will not be able to cast a demon out. You will not be able to lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. You will not be able to preach the word of God to sinners and they will repent. The result that was flowing out of his life, you know, and you see people coming to his light. You know, he spoke about John the Baptist in John chapter 5 verse 35. He said, he was a burning and a shining light. And you were happy, you were very happy to rejoice in his light for a season. 
Why were people leaving their city, including the army officers, tax collectors, and they were moving into the wilderness? Because John the Baptist was a burning and a shining light. First of all, there is a burning. Anytime you see a light shining, there is something burning there. It's a law. And so when you see the light that is emanating from the life of Jesus here, you know, the city, all the city gathered and people were being healed, the demons were cast out and all of that. I noticed that so many believers are afraid of casting out demons. In fact, if I ask all of you here now, how many of you have cast demons out? You get maybe 5%. Am I correct? Should we test it on? <laughs> and then when you try to find out from those who have not done that, the story is always, anytime they are to do that, they will remember the seven sons of Sceva. Something will be telling you in your heart. Remember, remember. Before the demon will jump into you now. You know, something is telling you that you are not qualified enough. Eh? Possibly because of one darkness, sinful habit that is still, you know, tormenting your life, strangulating the light of God, disconnecting you from the source. And so you are not bold. You can't shine. You can't minister. I remember the story of a, a student. A student. I had the story of a campus like, that, like this, ministering, you know, preaching to the classmates before the arrival of the lecturer. You no, know that kind of thing. Do you do it in this school? Uh-huh. You should be doing that because that's, you know, the gospel is light. And when you preach the gospel, you are actually manifesting the light. And as she was doing that, the lecturer that wanted to teach now came and said, Hey, sir. As the man is still talking, the power of God lifted the man up. Sometimes when God wants to, you know, humble you, the power will lift you up and hang you on the air for a while. <laughs> and the man found himself on the ground. Not knowing where he is again. And they you know students now, they began to shout, Ooh! You know, the news spread across the school. A lady, a sister, and every lecturer became afraid of her. Any day you see her preaching, you go and stand and wait for her to conclude before you start your lectures. So that what happened to the other man will not happen to you. That's what you are talking about. Not even when the Lord will ask you to speak a uh, preach or you know, and you are afraid. You are ashamed. You are not pulled. Your heart is doing boom, boom. And all of that. No, something is wrong somewhere. You are not shining. You are not manifest. Look at the life of Jesus. He, he, he preaches. He teaches. He heals. He casts demons out. He, oh God. And you see people coming to his light. People coming. Light attracts. Light attracts. So when people, nobody is coming to your light, then you are not shining. And the amount of people that are coming to your light is actually proportional to the level of your light that you are, you know, shining out. Now look at the next verse, verse 35. Very significant verse. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out 
and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore I came I forth. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. Now we are there. Listen carefully. A, the Lord Jesus, you know, had a very busy night. Let me call it crusade. Such that if you were paying attention, the Bible says all the city gathered at that house where he was. What's the meaning of all? Both the fathers, the mothers, the youths, the children, the teenagers, all the city. Maybe it's a small city. Otherwise, you can imagine the level of crowd of people in that evening meeting. And then as he ministered the word, you know, cast demons out and then healed the diseases and all of that. And you know, maybe some people also wanted to see him personally. Very busy evening, very busy night. And then, early in the morning, the Bible said, a great while before the day, he woke up, he rose up, and he departed. Why? Excuse me, why? This is the Son of God. Virgin birth. Are you, who is Virgin birth here? Eh? Born of the Holy Ghost. From birth. We are, you know, we are adopted children of God, isn't it? Eh? By His own sacrifice. That's what, how we came into this. He is the original, the only begotten. And by his own sacrifice, we came into the same inheritance. But look at this man. He has to wake up in the morning. And he didn't just wake up. He rose up. I hope you know the difference between the two. Do you know the difference between waking up and rising up? (laughs) Because sometimes you see People, they will wake up and they say, yes, you know, I'm praying. I'm having my quiet time still on the bed. And then you see them doing their leg like this. Before you know it, sleep will seize the leg. In fact, in a few minutes, they will sleep off again. Not Jesus. You know, the way we act sometimes... It's as if we are more, more spiritual than Jesus. More powerful than him. More wise than him. Look at a very hectic night. Still, while other people are still sleeping, he woke up. There is a reason for that. The sinlessness of his life has a very serious connection to this thing you are seeing. He departed to a lonely place where he will have no distraction. Now, look at that scripture. 
rising up a great while before day. If you are the one that, you know, marks on your Bible, can you just mark before? Underline before. Rising up a great while before day. You don't prepare for examination on the exam day. It is before the exam day. Who wants to have a successful wedding? And the day he begins the preparation is on the wedding day. It must be before. Oh! Jesus is wise. He knew what a day means. I just pray that you will understand the meaning of a day. A day. In God's own system, as God created the, the, the earth to run, a day is a system on its own. A day is a separate entity on its own. A day may not have a connection with another day. That is why what you ate today will not be able to sustain you tomorrow. No matter how much you eat it. Am I correct? By tomorrow, you will have to eat again. It's a system. If you brush your teeth today, in the morning, it can only serve you for... By tomorrow morning, if you want to say, but I brushed my teeth yesterday, I don't need to brush again today. What, what will happen to you? Do you understand that? It's a system. That's why even Jesus says, sufficient unto the day. Do you remember he said something like that? That's in Matthew chapter 6 verse 34. He said, don't be, don't worry about tomorrow. Eh? Because today has enough evil. When he was teaching them the way they should pray, if you study that prayer we call the Lord's Prayer, it is a prayer pattern that is meant for a day. That is why one of the prayer points about provision there says, give us when? This day. There should be a prayer level for this day. And then, lead us not into temptation. There should be another serious prayer level for today so that I will not enter into the temptation that has been organized against me by the tempter. Deliver us from all evil. Sufficient unto the day is the evil. The devil is hard, a hard worker. He has you know, brought up a lot of evil for the day that is sufficient. Sometimes, if you want to add Jara, Jesus knew what many of us don't know. You wake up in the morning, you say, Oh, I woke up late, and all of that. You know, some of you are students, and you know what some students do. They will be reading their book, reading their book. You know, when they read, read, and they stop somewhere, sometimes, you know, because of sleep, you know, sleep has a one kind attitude that sometimes you may not know when the thing carry you. Am I correct? So, you will notice that when you were conscious, you were on the table reading. But, when you wake up, you are on the bed. What transpired between table and the bed is what you don't know. And then sometimes you see the person like that, you wake up. They will carry the book back to the table. 
and started studying. When you are facing a new day, it's only a fool that is facing a battle. And you know that the enemies are prepared to you know, win the battle. And he will not prepare for himself for it. Jesus was not that fool. A great while before the day, so that he can have enough time. He was not listening to the feelings of his body. Oh no. Sometimes when we gather for prayer meeting, I used to address people that I'm to pray with. I said, don't listen to your body. This is a time of prayer. Eh? If your body is saying I'm weak or sleepy, tell your body, please wait. You will sleep. You will rest. But for now, you must do this. He departed to go and prepare for the day before the day. Day is 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Am I correct? That's how, that is the day. Whether you answer me or not, I know what I know. Night is 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. That's how it is divided. So before 6 a.m., this is a habit. I will soon show you where Isaiah, you know Isaiah is a prophet that prophesied more about Jesus than any other prophet. I hope you know that. I will show you where he was prophesying and, you know, speaking forth, showing us what the life of Jesus is for every day. But look at this. This is a serious matter. If your eyes will open to this, and you will follow Jesus in this. Oh no. You will, you will, you will become a manifest, a manifestation of God. I mean from now. Because you see yourself doing exploits. Because one of the things that causes us to have, you know, when you see yourself struggling with sin, struggling with one thing or the other, you don't have direction, you don't hear from God and all of that. Sometimes you notice that that's state will make you to be so down. You won't do what you are supposed to do. After a while again, there will be a revival or there will be a message or something like that. You will wake up again. No. He departed. He saw other people sleeping. He said, well, these people, don't, they don't understand. He left. Why did he depart to a lonely place? So that he will have maximum concentration. This man needed to know what God wants him to do today. Because if he doesn't hear from God to know what God wants him to do today, he will do another thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? And once he begins to do another thing, that is a sin. That is a disconnection from the light. John 8, 29. He that sent me is always with me because I have always done what pleases him. The secret of my connection and relationship with him is that it is what he wants me to do always. That is what I always do. So he needed to get from him. It's not, you know, guesswork. He need to hear from God how, and you know the result of that. When he came, when he was there, he was still there. And the city gathered again. They say, ah, we need more miracles. Maybe some of them that received healing last night went to their neighboring town, their in-laws and all of that and called them, please come, 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 come. Something is happening here. 
Bible says very early in the morning they came back again and said, Let the healing continue. Let the uh, uh, program continue. And they couldn't find him. They sought for him, they couldn't find him. They looked for him everywhere. They couldn't find him. I know Peter was like worried because the people have gathered and the man of God is not around. And you know, people were saying, Peter, do something. And he was like, where is this man? <laughs> Peter turned to John and said, in the night before we slept, your head is on his heart. What happened? John said, all I remember is that my head was on his heart before I slept. When I woke up, I saw my head on the ground. The process that brought my head from his heart to the ground. Uh, you know, I guess Jesus, when he woke up, he, he has to be very carefully carried the head and dropped the head and then zoomed off. He didn't even want distraction. He's not, please come, let us pray. Hey, this one is not prayer partnership. It's a communion. You and God alone. To sort out things. There are things that you can't tell somebody in the midst of people. And every day has such secrets. God wants you out. When Peter found him, he said, Master, we have been looking for you. Where are you? All men are looking for you. He said, sorry. As I was communing with the father this morning, he told me that the ministry in that city has finished. That for today, it is in other towns. Oh, what if he did not rise up? He wouldn't have gotten access to that information. He would have continued in that city doing ministry when God has left the city. That's how so many ministers got dried up. They will start well, you see them, but to grow and get to a particular level and height, you will not see it. They are eager. The reason is because when you are not careful to follow him, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You are not careful to follow him, to get the direction from him. So that you will do exactly what he wants. See, the problem of Jesus is not religious activities now. He's not going back to the city to commit sin or to tell lies. No, he's going back to the city to, to minister. But yet, Ministering now in that city is not the will of God. There are times, you know, I don't know whether you are getting me at all. Possibly from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock is when God wants you to read your book. Okay, I remember in those days as a student, Sunday is always a very powerful day for me because I will attend the church. We have a powerful Bible study in the church and the message will come. You will, you know, field before you know it again by maybe two, three. We are going back to the fellowship and the fellowship is always another wonderful event. And when you finish, you can imagine from morning you have been there. Messages have been coming. You are blessed. By the time you are going back 
on Sunday evening, I, I will be full of the spirit, full of joy. Oh my God. So when I get to my corner, most times it is always, it's always, um, um, continue this, continue praying, continue studying the Bible. And I would like to continue because you are already flowing. The next thing I will hear is, carry your books. Go and read your book. This is not a time for Bible reading and study and prayers. You know the meaning of that? If I continue praying and read and reading Bible and studying that time, ah, I have missed it. Are you getting what I'm saying? A spiritual man is not a man that is always praying. A spiritual man is not a man that is always preaching. A spiritual man is a man that follows the leading of the spirit at every point in time. When the spirit wants him to read his book, he will sit down and read his book. When the spirit says it's okay with reading book, go and visit that sister and encourage her, that brother and encourage him. He will go. When you finish, this is the next thing to do. That's a spiritual man. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God are what? How do you get led by the Spirit of God? On daily basis. You must, before the day, go for communion. I'm not talking about what you understand as Holy Communion. When they give you something, you put in your mouth. No. This one is, they call it the communion of the Holy Spirit. Where you will have an interaction and a fellowship, a real-time fellowship with God. In preparation of the day, before the day. That's the secret. Every day. And you see, sometimes I ask people, you are tired of praying and you are not tired of eating. Eh? Somebody is telling you, how this uh, thing, when will it end? You never, the, thing, the thing never asks you, when will you stop eating and, you know, no. As long as you are still eating food, brushing your teeth, there are things you do every day. Am I correct? That's for the physical body that we end up in the stomach of termites. You know, when they put people on mortuary, termites are going on protest, enters, or end, end cups. I say, why don't you give us this thing fresh? Why hold it in the mortuary? This is the destination of the body. The real person, the real man. There are things you must do on daily basis. To wash it. You wash your body, wash your teeth. To feed it. For the spirit to rule the soul and the body. You need to be empowered. That's another reason. Jesus, you know, has to be empowered. To do the revealed will of God. Because, let me be honest with you. It takes a strong will for somebody come and tell you now that, ah, where you ministered yesterday night, that all men are looking for you again for ministry today. It takes strength of the spirit for you to say, this is not where God has asked me to preach. And you go to where you will start ministry afresh. Are you getting that kind of thing? 
Most times we follow the needs of men, not the will of God. I repeat, most times we follow the needs of men, not the will of God. Because we don't have strength. Something is making you to feel that, ah, I need to... So, some years ago, I heard about a woman of God. Then I was having a problem about, you know, the voice of God, knowing the voice of God, hearing... So I heard that this, this sister is, you know, he walks with God. I think I want to see her. I, I traveled from Oka to Enugu in the same house where she was and the next news I got from the person that brought me there is that she said that the Lord said to her that she will not see me. But the person was um, trying to apologize to me that he saw you, that um, he, he has actually warned her Anytime you want to bring somebody to see me, you must tell me first so that I will ask the Lord to know whether the Lord wants me to see the person and then the time to see the person and all of that. But she didn't do that and then... Now, while she was trying to apologize to me, I was very happy within me. I said, this is a woman of God indeed. This is the kind of person I'm looking for. Because I know that if it is me, I will not be able to do this. I will, I, I will be begging God. I say, God, is somehow now somebody traveling from Walker to Enugu? I didn't, I wouldn't, let me at least. I didn't see her face. I said, this is strength. I now made up my mind that any time that she is ready to see me, and the day I, 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 I was before her, she asked me a question and said, why do you want to see me? I said, I want to know God. She said, you want to know God? I said, yes, ma. There and then, she asked me to wait. She asked the Lord. And then, that's how the journey began. By, you know, that training, relationship, and all of that, my spiritual life was catapulted into the next level. Strength! To say no. To say no. Not just to sin, but to something that looks good but is not the will of God. You can't have it if you didn't get it from the place of communion. Jesus said to the disciples while they were sleeping at Gethsemane, He said, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Why am I talking to you like that? He said, because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Is weak. So what is the solution? The solution is not from the flesh. The flesh is weak and will always be weak. I, I, I was invited to a particular meeting. You know, it was a fellowship. That day, I, I saw something else. I am to preach there. So when I entered, come and see the kind of dance. You know, in the name of praises, they were dancing. In my heart, I was saying, I hope that they will have strength to listen to the word of God after this level of dance. <laughs> after the whole dance, and then it is time to preach, come and see sleep. It was a, a sleeping competition. Helplessly asleep. 
The flesh is weak when it comes to the spiritual. And will always be weak. You can never make the flesh strong when it comes to fame. When it comes to, you know, betting, all those kind of things, you see the flesh, you will woke up. Say yes. Can you pause it? Can you go back? I want to get it well. He becomes alert, strong. But let us pray. The next thing is that, ah, this one that it is, Brahmaker that is handling this prayer, who knows when this prayer will end? Ah, oh God, now your hand will be there today. I wish is glorified the band bitter. At least we know that in five minutes we will be through here today. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh God. And the time Emeka finishes, say, Ah, God, thank you for delivering somebody today. Mm-mm. The flesh is weak and will always be weak. Anytime we talk about the things of God, fasting, mm, it will start 6 to 6 and end it by 6 to 12. The solution is not in the flesh. The solution is that the willing spirit has to be made strong. Did you hear me? It's, you don't just need a willing spirit, but a strong spirit, if you are going to be spiritual. Because you may say, hey, I will go to evangelism, I will do this, I will preach, I will... You are willing, even as you are preaching now, and you say, hey, I want to serve God. When you make God a God, you see people go, oh God, willing spirits. These are expression of willingness. But when it is time for practical action, what did you notice? When it is time now, you notice there's a division between those that has strong spirits and those that has only willing spirits. They will just throw back. The flesh is weak. But the reason why even me, myself, I am praying now as we are sleeping is not because I can't enjoy sleep. But I want to make my spirit strong. So that as I am going to face a lot of temptations that will slap me, my spirit will be in charge. My spirit will not allow my flesh to retaliate. Because it is now strengthened. Somebody say strengthened. Oh, that's one of the things we enjoy. In real prayers. Because it's a spiritual exercise. And you know every exercise has a goal. To make you strong. If you are exercising your body. What is the goal? Eh? Strength. If you see somebody that is regularly exercising. It doesn't matter whether he's fat or not fat. If he faces you in anything. Boxing or anything. He will finish you up. If you are not exercising. So he needed to exercise his spirit in order to make it strong and receive strength to be able to do that which God has revealed. That's why he has to wake up. Rise up a great while before the day. And you see, after preparing for the day before God and before the day, he will come out and he will face the day. 
How many of you notice that there are some days in the morning like this, you just wake up and let me use the word you are high in the spirit. And then you pray, 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 pray. You know, at the end of the day, you, you feel very powerful. And then you notice that when people, you know, provoke you or do something that normally gets you angry, you are looking for anger. You couldn't see anger. You are just smiling. Nothing happened to anybody here. But the day you wake up in the morning and you look at it and you say, ah, it's 30. And you have lecture by 7. What do you do? Say, Father, thank you for today. I cover today with the blood of Jesus. Holy Spirit, help my life. Any prayer I have not prayed, Lord, please search it and pray for me. I summarize. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Show, 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 show. Mama, 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 mama. Lord, as I'm taking my bath, I will be speaking in tongues. <laughs> oh God. That day, eh? You know, the devil knows that day. He, he was watching what you are doing. He said, I will catch you today. Eh? Say you are binding me another day. Today I go disgrace you. He will just organize. You know, the devil is a very, I don't know how to describe that man. He will just enter into one, one person like that. Eh? He, he entered into Judas. In fact, he entered into Peter because if I say Judas now, you say Sophia. One day he entered into Peter and Jesus looked at Peter and said, I'm not seeing Peter again. What I'm seeing is what? Satan. Get behind me. So he may enter into your Peter. You understand what I mean? Your Peter that day. And as you are in the executive meeting, you rise up to make contribution and say, um, I, I want to contribute and say that this thing we are doing, we can and then one year, one student that just entered the school. You are in the second tenor. We stand up and say, Excuse me, President, Sister, Informer, sit down. <laughs> and then you look at her. Then the devil will ask you, Excuse me, for what? Year one student. Stay, just finished follow up last, last month. We just brought her into the school. These are the traps to make sure that, you know, if you don't fight in the school meeting that day, it's just crazy. Because you don't have strength again. No patience anymore. No endurance, nothing. Your spirit is just weak. You just see yourself, what you don't want to do is what you are... Because you don't have strength to stop doing it. What you are supposed to do, you find yourself weak to do it. Because when you are supposed to collect strength, you didn't. Jesus was wise. He didn't give excuse of a hectic night. Eh? You know, yesterday was very hectic. No. The evil of the day is not asking you about hectic of yesterday. You must rise up. You must get to his presence. I used to tell believers that if you want to be well charged for the day, when you wake up in the morning, don't stop speaking in tongues until one hour is gone. One hour is the least time of tonguing. You know, when you plug your phone on the wall to charge, that is a minimum amount of time that the phone will take for the thing to write charged. 
You know what I'm talking about? Plug your spirit with speaking in tongues to the Holy Ghost for at least one hour. And if you have a spiritual function to do that day, then you have to go beyond one hour because you need to dispense. Jesus said to Peter and, and James and John, could you not watch with me for at least what? Why speaking in tongues? When you read First Corinthians 14, you will see the beauty. You know, a lady was crying, I want to speak in tongues, I want Holy Ghost baptism, and some people, I don't know, because of their state of heart, they doubt a lot and all of that. So when you minister, they will not receive. You minister again. So finally, she received. So when she came for counseling, I invited her for counseling just to build her up. And I wanted to know whether she is speaking in tongues. Since she has received it, she was disturbing everybody before she got the thing. And finally, she got it. She said she has not been speaking. No. I said, for what? You need it. I have to start teaching her from First Corinthians 14. He said, he that speaketh in tongues speaketh mysteries unto God, though no man understands him. He said, he edifies himself. He builds up himself. He strengthens himself. He said, when I pray in tongues, my spirit prays. That's verse 14. Though my mind does not understand. Listen. Romans 8.26 even said that we don't even know what to pray, how to pray. So even when, what you think is the prayer you need, you may not even, may not even be what you need that you are praying. He said, but the Spirit Himself, when I pray in spirit, in tongues, my Spirit prays. The Spirit Himself makes intercession. One hour! And when you are praying, you are free to be shaking time. Because sometimes when you pray for 30 minutes, you will think you have prayed one hour. Look at the time. You may notice that what you are thinking is one hour. It's just for 45 minutes. Then remain there. Stay plugged the, 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 the phone. Because you need to be charged. For the day. You need to be strengthened. And then at the end of that, you sit down with your Bible for another one hour. Duplex communication. You have communicated. You need to what? And the best way of hearing from God is without deception. Is on the pages of Bible meditation, not Bible study. You can study Bible any other time of the day. But this time around, you are just trying to hear God. You read, and as you are reading, the Spirit of God will begin to you know, direct you to a particular, sometimes maybe a particular word. Like the day he showed me that man that five, it was before, before the day. That was, I have to underline before. I said, I never saw before. <laughs> the before became so precious to me. Before the day. Kai! The thing became a whole lot of revelation for me. I heard God. And sometimes as I see meditating, he will post it post the one and begin to tell you you know the people you are supposed to call yesterday that you forgot to call. The things you are supposed to do today, what I normally do, I have three materials for my quiet time. For my daily uh, morning, this early morning my Bible, my notebook, and my small jotter, where I used to write 
you know, things that he's telling me about the day outside the revelations. That's how to be a consistent light bearer. When you finish that, we call it burning. When you finish the burning, then you are ready for shining. He was a burning and a shining light. You don't miss it for anything. No, not at all. Excuse me, except you are not willing to be like him. You see, yesterday I showed us Hebrew 5 and 7 where the Bible says Jesus was praying with loud cries and tears to him that is able to save him from death. And I told you that is not physical death. Do you remember? It is disconnection as a result of disobedience. Disconnection. You see, he knew that it was what Adam couldn't do that he came to do. And he knew that it is only one and only first sin of Adam that disconnected him forever. And he knew that the first day he will disobey God, he will lose his mission on earth. So he was so careful. He has to pray, not ordinary prayer. Eh? Did you see the Bible? What did the Bible say? Strong crying. Can you imagine Jesus crying? And what again? And what again? Tears! Compare this kind of prayer with your own. I see you put your hand in your top pocket like this and say, kalaba shaka. shaka. And then your phone will ring. And you pick up the phone and say, Pico, talk fast and pray. Strong crying. I say, oh God, deliver me from all evil today. Lead me not into temptation. I know that the devil has set up traps here and there. I know he's after me. Lead me not. Don't allow me to fall. That's the reason why many of us normally fall. Because even when you say you are praying, your prayer is not a serious prayer. You see concentration. Strong crying. Jesus. Jesus. You can imagine Jesus. From heaven. You know, he said, I came down from heaven to do the will of God. Did you come down from heaven? You came from the earth. At least, your father and your mother were from the earth. And they born you. This one, he came down from where? From heaven. And yet, look at the way he's praying. We are too confident. Overconfident. And that's why we fail. And sometimes you think that, you know, you know, there are some, I like confession of faith, but we need to be careful to, you know, balance what we do. Eh? To balance what we do. You know, sometimes you think that at least God should, should do something. Eh? Am I not the president? Am I, doesn't he see how I'm serving him? Let me tell you. You know, you need to understand that God is God no matter what happens to you. 
It's by mercy we get anything from him. By mercy, you have to plead. You have to. That's why he's crying. Begging for mercy. <laughs> One brother told me that he has been sick for a long time. He will even pray for people that are sick, they will be healed. For himself, weak and all of that. I asked him, have you exercised your faith? He said, yes. Have you? I said, it is now pleading for mercy. Eh? I, I shared with him that sometimes I have to be begging God for mercy. You have to even cry for God to have mercy on you. Say, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. It's my choice. Jesus has to cry out. I say, Lord, I need help. If you don't help me, that's a hymn like that. He said, Jesus, my Lord, to thee I cry. Unless thou help me, I must die. Oh, bring a free salvation near and take me as I am. Unless you help me today. Let me tell you, even when I go for night vigil, when I woke up, the first one hour is blocked with tongue. You don't negotiate it for anything. When you are through, you sit down for the next one hour. Sometimes, it has to be more than that. If not, why not? This is my life. This is how I must shine for today. This is how demons will not be able to stand before me. Eh? <laughs> After casting a lady, I wanted to pray for her. I have not started praying. She's already fallen down. I have not said anything. One, of, one brother was with me. I said to brother, did you see? If anointing, power, grace is for everybody, whether you pray or you don't pray, then it will be abused. Three of us. God has to place a price tag on it so that the serious can only assess it. Ask your neighbor, are you a serious Christian? We have two kinds of people on earth. Serious and unserious people. Charged for the day. And you are ready for anything. When Jesus, one day, let me be telling you some stories about my student life when I was a student. One day we had peace. And I was, I prepared for the week. So I was going to lecture. I stood at Unisic in those days. So, you know, you have to travel from Unisic them, them site to Palm site. So, as I was just coming down from the vehicle, walking towards the department, I heard the voice of the Lord said, you are going to preach to your classmates this morning. I used to preach to them, that's not a problem, but the problem with this morning's preaching is that there is peace, and everybody is trying to gather it together. You know, gathering it together. <laughs> you know now, are you not student? So we keep reading until you are telling them, enter the hall, they are still reading. So, as they are trying to gather it together, I came out before them. I said, praise the Lord. They were murmuring and shouting and talking. I said, if you are alive, praise the Lord. Let us pray. 
I overruled, prayed, and started preaching. Some left, some managed to stay. Then after the message, one of my classmates called me and said, was very furious. I said, I have not read anything and you just came and I, 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 my only hope is just to use this time to read. And you came and you... I said to him that even me myself, I was surprised that I preached. I was not prepared to preach. Oh. It was when I was entering the year that the Holy Ghost said I should preach. That was why I preached. Oh. It was like looking at me like this. Just got tired and left. And as we are, as he was just, I think we are, we are just standing there, news break, uh, broke out that the lecturer is not coming, that the quiz will not hold. And that was the only reason why we came to school that day. I mean, all of, all of us, almost all of us, you have to pay transport money to come to school. I, a good number of us. So I just say, Father, thank you that I didn't waste your money. Because I would have transported myself to school and went back without achieving anything. I saw that you want to achieve something by the preaching. You are ready for action. Ready for action. Not just physical action, but actions that the Spirit wants you to take at every point in time. Because you have charged. You have meditated, you have heard from Him. And so you are full of direction, full of strength to, to shine as light during the day. To be a consistent light bearer, you must not play with this. Let me just quickly um, go through the second part as I round up. Turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. Verse 19 says, Now they which we are scattered abroad, Upon the persecution that arose about Stephen, traveled as far as Phoenix and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which, when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was, which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad, and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man, and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus, for to seek Saul. And when he has found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that the whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Please listen. Because of the persecution that arose as a result of Stephen, the killing of Stephen, the Bible said, if you read Acts chapter 8, verse 1, 2, 3, the Bible said that every other person you know, disciples, as of that time, they are more than 8,000. 8, because Pentecost alone gave them 3,000. The healing of the cripple at the beautiful gate gave them 5,000. So, as of the time Stephen was killed, they are numbering over 8,000 disciples. But the Bible says all of them left Jerusalem, remaining only the 12. Are you getting it? Now, this set of people that traveled as far 
as Antioch. That is, Antioch was very far. That's the meaning. They preached the gospel to the people of Antioch. And the Bible said the hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Look at the next thing. Now, the news of what happened in Antioch got to Jerusalem. And when they heard it, what did they do? The next thing they did was to send Barnabas to go to Antioch. For what? Who knows for what? Eh? To follow them up. To disciple them. To show them the practical example of Christ's life. So that they can learn to follow him. Jesus said, he that followeth me shall not walk what? But shall do what? Have the light of life. Paul said to the Corinthians, follow me as I follow Christ. First Corinthians 11 verse 1. Why is he saying that? There are some things you will read about Christ. You may think that it is impossible until you see someone ahead of you already living at that realm. You now know that it's possible. It happened to me. When I heard about following a man that is following Christ, just like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. I said, what? No. I don't need that. I follow the Lord. I'm, the Holy Spirit is my disciple. I keep saying that until one day the Holy Ghost said, I, I, I am hearing you say that I'm your disciple. I want to tell you that I'm not your disciple. You actually need a human being with exemplary life of Christ to see it. Are, are you getting? Follow me as I follow. Because if you are to follow this lifestyle, you need to see it. John said that which we have heard. That which we have seen and looked upon and our hands has touched concerning the word of life. Paul said to the Philippians in Philippians chapter 4 verse 9. He said what you have heard from me. What you have received from me. What you have learned from me. And then what you have seen in me. Do and the God of peace will be with you. What you have heard, anybody can preach. What you have received, anybody can minister and you receive. What you have um, learned, you can learn from anybody, even from reading books. But to see, to see in me, you need to be with me. The Bible says, he went up to the mountain and called up those that he wanted. Mark 3.13 and when they came up to him, he chose twelve that they should be with him. They should what? Be with him. So that they can see the life and follow the life. And that he might send them to go and preach and all of that. I, 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 I can't go into that, that, that in detail now, but the truth is that when the life of the man is before you. You can see it. You know, I used to tell people that I'm a product of discipleship. I am a product of discipleship. 
I used to hear people preach love, love, love. Until I get close to my disciple. And then I saw love. I have heard about love. Now I did what? I saw love. The day I saw love, that's how, you know, love entered me. I saw the practical, not the theory. That's the problem of the church. The apostles at Jerusalem, they said to themselves in a meeting, they said, these people that left Jerusalem, they left because of persecution. Many of them have not finished their follow-up. They just repented and we are following them up and trying to show them the life of Christ. Jesus said, go and make disciples. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded. So we are still teaching them. But both by life example and by, you know, and they left because of persecution. Even though they have done exploits in preaching the gospel and there are souls won. But if we leave those souls in their hand, both they and those souls will not become like Christ. Because they, they are still growing. They, they needed an example. Do you understand? That was why they said, Barnabas, come, 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 come. You are going there. You have been a very good disciple of us. I, I believe that Barnabas was a product of Pentecost. Because the way he was amplified in the book of Acts, you have to search for his name before Pentecost, but you will not see it. They called at the time they have to surname him son of encouragement. In fact, Barnabas was not his real name. He made so much progress in discipleship that you know his life was something else. And even when Saul, you remember Saul, repented, every other person was running away. It was Barnabas. The Bible said he took him. They sent him, and the Bible gave us his credential. He was a good man. Light. Remember light. The fruit of light is what? In all goodness, he was a good man. And full of the Holy Spirit. And as a of his coming, many more. And then he, he sat down with them. Now he has to reach out for Saul. Because while he was following Saul up in Jerusalem, persecution over Saul also truncated his own personal follow-up of Barnabas. And he was sent to Tarsus. He went to Tarsus. Look at chapter, okay. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. Please, the next verse. And when he had found him, he did what? He brought him. Look at the, the, the English language. Look at the English language. The first time Saul entered Jerusalem from Damascus. You remember Damascus? They have to throw him through the wall. In a basket. And now he entered Jerusalem and wanted to join the disciples. They were, uh, we are all afraid of him. The Bible says, Barnabas took him. These are words you don't use on somebody who is your senior or your elder. Look at it again. He did what? He brought him. Saul was preaching in Damascus. Persecution truncated that. He came to Jerusalem, was preaching. Persecution truncated that. In Tarsus, he now said, okay, let me see who we 
come to my own village and stop me. He opened the ministry and was preaching and was winning souls and was, you know, doing his best. But Barnabas came and saw where he was busy with ministry and said to him, follow me as I follow Christ. And Saul has to close everything he's doing in um, Tarsus and humbly followed Barnabas. He brought him. He brought him. Please, can you bear witness to those, those of you that are reading the Bible that it was this movement that made Saul to become finally what he became? Will you confirm that? The exemplary life of Christ in Barnabas challenged him with others. And the Bible said the, 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 the believers, as a result of Barnabas, who is a man that was, you know, it was this that made Paul different. So different. If you see his letters, you see, you notice that he is always laboring to follow up people that he won. He will write letters. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 and 14, he was telling the Corinthians, this is the third time I am about to visit you. And I'm not looking for what is yours. I'm looking for you. Because I'm ready to be spent and to spend even though the more abundantly I love you, the less you love me back. But I'm not discouraged. He kept on trying to follow people. This second Corinthian letter, I learned he wrote dead Corinthians. They, just that those who are putting the Bible together couldn't find it at the time they are doing that. He wrote, this letter is just trying to, where did he learn that from? Where? Where? From Barnabas. He saw how Barnabas was living like Jesus and it became easier for him. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. He shall have the light of life. He shall be a light bearer consistently. Jesus has lived and we saw even Barnabas, Peter, Paul, we saw their history. One thing is common. Paul at the end of his life said, I have finished the course. I have, you know, everything is complete. I'm just having some extra time. Eh? And I'm, I am ready to be sacrificed finally. And then receive my crown. Which, you know, speaking with assurance... Somebody is about to die and he's smiling. He's not afraid. People are afraid of death because they don't know where they are going after death. Jesus said in John 17, 3, I have brought you glory on the earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. John 17, 4 rather. I have brought you glory on the earth by finishing the work. That's light. That's a light bearer. And so as we pray this evening, I want to urge you to make two dimensional commitments. The commitment to follow Jesus in this secret of early morning communion with God that became the key to the success of his victory and shining throughout the day. When you are saying, God, give me grace, you can only receive grace for the day. 
you need grace for tomorrow. That's how our life is meant to be. That's how everything is run. It must be daily. You need to pray and say, God, help me on this matter. This is the reason why there are so, many, so much failures among believers. So much, so many activities of the flesh. Envy. Eh? A, a sister was telling me that, you know, the people in the same group became so envious of her that she will pick up mic to sing and somebody will come and take microphone from her. You know, she said that the, you know, the priest used to ask her to sing. So the day the priest was not around, she now went to sing. <laughs> and then somebody rushed her and said, get out from here. Now you, now only you get voice. This is in the envy, jealousy. Sometimes it will not manifest out, but it is in the heart. You know that something is wrong, but how to come out of it is the problem. You need to learn from Jesus how to live, how to prepare for this so that you will live throughout the day and sin not. And for a week and for a month, you will consistently shine in. And then you need to also learn as God provides opportunity to submit your life to another life light that is ahead of you that can practically show you the life of Jesus. I repeat, I am a product of discipleship and because of the impact God made in my life through discipleship, I vowed that God will also impact others through my life. And he has been doing so. Brothers and sisters, as we pray this evening, I, I just hope that you will not take this as one of those messages. I, are you getting what I'm saying? There are times that God will reveal deep secrets, but if you are not careful, the devil will make you to classify it as one of those things. I, I'm just praying, I will pray for you. That the Lord will help you to treasure this and to put it into practice. And as you do, I see light bearers arising in every campus fellowship and in the whole campus. Shining the light. And then you see darkness disappearing. Rise on your feet and let us pray. I believe that you have enough prayer points. Can you start praying immediately? Following Jesus is the key. He's the only key. Will you make a commitment to follow him? He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. But he shall have the light of life. That's the secret. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Malebo shanto kandelebo shandak. He shall have the light of life. 
Lendele boshando kandala basanda la bakundele boshanda. Following Jesus as the example and not finding excuse why you should continue in sin. The Bible even says, shall we continue in sin that grace will abound? How long? He said, God forbid. This example, he committed no sin. What is the secret? He didn't fall. He didn't fall. Because he will wake up and say to God with strong crying and tears, lead me not into temptation. From all evil today, he was not taking things for granted. He will get direction from God on how the day should go, and he will follow after it. Commit your heart to follow him. God is looking for light bearers. Darkness is not his problem. There may be darkness, but when there is a sea, consistent light, darkness will go. Malebo shando kandalabasa, lendelebo shando labakula labasekelebo shando kandalabasa lendelebo shando labasik. I want to follow Jesus. I want to become like him. Example that God has given us. The flesh is weak and will always be weak. Lebo shandelebo shekelebo sikat. Malanto kandalaba shandelebo shandarabakunde. Sondo kandaraba shandaraba shandelebo shanda. It is a burning, burning that produces the shining. It is burning that produces the shining. John the Baptist was a burning and a shining light. Consistency in burning will lead to consistency in shining. A great while before the day. A great while before the day. Despite a hectic night, despite 
hectic night. He didn't look at the weakness of his body. He rose up. He rose up. He was not playing with this. Because he doesn't want to fall and get disconnected. Light bearers, consistent, consistent from now to the end of your life. Shining one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time. I open myself to follow a man that is following Jesus. I open myself to be discipled by a man that is Christ-like.
heart like Jesus with a strong crying and tears. Loss cannot control my life again. Lying shall not control my life again. Anger shall not control my life again. Envy. Pornography, masturbation. My spirit has to be strong to say no. I will do it. Word. 
What a glory, what a light He shares on our way Why we do His good will His presence will abide with us Light bearers Light bearers On campus In every department In every faculty In every lodge In every hostel Light bearers Preaching the gospel by your life And by your words On fire for God Burning and shining Light bearers we are that day. We are that day. You can start coming forward now. You can start coming forward now. Light bearers, where are you? I commit myself to be a light bearer. To follow Jesus. Come forward, come forward. I want to pray for you quickly. Be fast, be fast, be fast, be fast. Come forward. I commit my life to follow Jesus, to follow his example, to follow him. Come forward for prayers. I commit myself to be like him, to follow his example. In early morning communion, interaction, fellowship, unbroken with him. I commit myself to follow those that follow him. I commit myself to the Panabasis, the Pauls that will show me the practical of his life. Light bearers, come forward. Campus light bearers. Even in your family, you are light. Before anything will happen, the Lord will open your eyes to see it. This is a daily life. This is a commitment. Before the day, before the day, before the day, I am up. Taking over the day. Ruling over the day. Thank you Lord ask God for grace. Can you say, Lord, give me grace to follow Jesus. Grace to walk with the Lord. Grace to rise up and depart to a lonely place every morning for communion. Grace! congregation and you are not tired of falling back again into sin, falling and rising 
of falling and rising up and down. I want to be consistent. Following Jesus is the key. Join us at the altar. Join us at the altar. Commitment. Commitment to follow him. I commit my life to follow him. Thank you, Jesus. Grace to follow. Demons cannot stand before a light bearer. Powers of darkness cannot harass a light bearer. The light shineth in darkness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Much grace is being released now. Much grace is being released now to follow Jesus. To be consistent, not to give excuses. Thank you, Lord. Jesus Day after day Day by day Day by day I live for Jesus And come what may The Holy Spirit I will obey myself to follow you the light of life to follow your example you committed no sin and no deceit was found in your mouth when you were revived you did not revile in return when you suffered you did not threaten Rather, you committed yourself to the righteous church. I want to.
to be as humble as you are. I want to be as meek as you are. I want to burn every morning before the day so that I can shine the light during the day. I want to burn before God before the day so that I can shine the light to men during the day. This is the example I saw in you. Give me grace to follow it from today so that I will be a consistent light bearer. Also the grace to follow the human example a discipler that you are pointing my life to follow. That the practicals of your life will be shown to me by that following. And I will be able to learn easily. Give me grace. Give me grace. Give me grace. Lift up your hands as we take this song. When we walk with the Lord In the light of His word What a glory shed on our way Why we do, why we do His good will He abides with us I'm just an obey, just an obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Father, I present my brothers and sisters that are standing before you this day, having heard your word. We saw an example in the life of Jesus, whom you have asked us to look unto, the author and the finisher of our faith. He has shown us how to live. He has shown us how to rise a great while before the day, despite a hectic night. Separated unto you, to pray with strong crying and tears. Looking for grace and mercy for the day. Father, help us to follow this example. Give everyone here grace to follow this example. Consistently. That they will born in your presence before the day. So that they can shine among men during the day. In the name of Jesus. Receive grace never to be tired in following Jesus. 
receive grace never to fall on the way. Not to depart from the pathway. Receive grace to hear from God every morning. Receive grace to pray in the spirit every morning. Receive grace to tarry in the spirit every morning. Receive grace, receive grace, receive grace, receive grace. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. For the release of this grace. Thank you for the release of this grace. Hallelujah. I pray also that you will give them the grace as you bring across their pathway elders that are Christ-like both in life and in ministry that they will wisely make a choice to follow them as they follow Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, once again, I pray for the church of Jesus Christ in this campus. Represented by Joint Christian Campus Fellowship. That you will make all of them light bearers. These ones that we are in this meeting that has contacted this fire. They will spread it to the rest of others. In their various fellowships, they will burn. And they will shine as light. In their departments, in their faculties, in their hostess and lodges, they will shine as light. In the name of Jesus, darkness will depart. Darkness will not comprehend them. They will be bold for Jesus. They will speak with authority of Jesus. And they will act in righteousness, in all goodness and in truth with the authority of Jesus. Shining the light wherever they are. So let it be. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Before I ask you to go back, I want you to understand you know, this commitment properly. It is a commitment to be like Jesus. Not to be like any other person. So when you see somebody who is not following Jesus, you respect the person but don't follow him. Are you getting me? Looking unto Jesus, who is what? The author and the finisher of our faith. And as he brings across your pathway, the practical example, like I told you, you know, there are so many things that God did in my life. I saw them in the life of my disciple. I was discipled. And I believe that the way Jesus discipled the twelve, and the twelve, he said, go and make disciples. After they believed, they began to train them. The apostles' doctrine that is not the Lord of Moses. 
is the things that Jesus taught them both by life and by teaching. They were passing across. Amen. So, uh, I'm, we are closing the meeting today and one of the things I normally do is in case maybe there is someone of you, any one of you that need um, further help, there is a book that I normally go around with. He brought a pack or two packs out before coming, but he forgot about that. That book, we, the title is Developing Intimacy with God, How to Hear from God and Obey Him. I, I don't know how I can, you can get it, but maybe some time in the future, but as a person, I, we have a, what we call ministerial leadership and um, discipleship training that from a distance, in fact, many of you from this campus has been beneficiary of that training. How many of you? Wave your hand, let me see. From this campus. Whether you are there currently or you are finished or you are there. The school has been properly represented. So it's, it's a, a periodic contact uh, training. We use it to provide discipleship opportunity, leadership training opportunity for anyone that is ready to go the extra mile. Just two contacts in a year from Thursday evening to Sunday morning and then for two years. So if you are interested in that, we have um, some form. I think, uh, come, come, come. Some of you don't know him, but he's one of the past uh, leaders of JCCF, ASF, and so on. He came across with a good number of them, 2,000 and what? 14. It was 14. Is it 15? I, this JCCF, they just had a small meeting in one Bethel Anglican church, not in the permanent site, where they were for a while then. And I just taught them on the need for discipleship, and a good number of them, they enrolled in that and it has been a testimony. So if you are willing, let me let me see the form. If you are interested, you know, you can take the form and then fill. We have some contacts coming up. You know, just your information, you fill it, then we... Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website, www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.